Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, buddy. 
We got some music for you. We got a little Earth, Wind, and Fire for you. We got a little TK Soul. And, of course, we can't have a feel-good Friday without Frankie Beverly and Mays. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, buddy. Yeah, we are here, and we are ready for you. So I hope you're ready for me. Uh, So, before we go any further, let me go and tell you how you be a part of the show today because uh, I want you to know because I want to hear from you. The easiest way is call me, 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericlesstalk at gmail.com. And uh, the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And my co-host's email is T. Dot Leona dot Ross twenty four at gmail dot com. So you know, um, there's all the ways you can participate, and we don't mind hearing from you because we want to hear from you. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we ain't got nothing else to do today. It's Friday, y'all. Some of you, you're on the downhill side of your work week, and for the others, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but maybe it'll make you feel feel good. You know what I mean? Because, hey, it's Friday. And who knows? I may break out in a couple of humming songs for you because, you know, I like to sing. I do. And I know y'all like to hear me sing. So, besides that, we, we just may um, do this thing together today. Yes, yes, yes. Um. And that's basically where, where we're going at today with this. You know, I don't have many feel-good stories. I don't. But I know my co-host, she got some good ones. And I'm going to bring you the ones I got. And then hopefully we have some things about something from you. Yeah. Because it's always fun to hear from you. Because, you know, some of y'all are funny. You know, some of y'all have some funny stuff that happens to you. <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's true And uh, Yeah, we want to hear that today is your day You think you're a comedian, bring it on Bring it on Because You never know who's listening That's right But anyway You know, that's that's what we're going to do today And we're going to have us some fun You know what I mean All right so, uh, let's see. I told you how to be a part of the show. And um, let's see, what else do I have to tell you today? Uh, that I love you. Okay. Don't don't take that too, you know, get all mushy on me now. I just thought I'd throw that out there to you real fast. Because, you know, I just did. <laughs> I just did. And I don't have, you know what, I, I am having so much fun right now. So I can't wait to get started with the show because I know y'all will have some fun as well. Um. Oh, yeah, and the show's website, www.ericlesstalk.com, will be updated, as always, no later than tomorrow morning. Uh, but tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, and, uh, yeah. So we will uh, have that taken care of. And let's see what else I got for you. Um, I think I have 
<laughs> joke and joke, joke, joke. Joke and joke, joke, joke. Um, I had a lot of stuff today. And the answer is no. No. Because I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Yeah, but if you feel like some days you're supposed to do some stuff and you should be like, no, I don't feel like it. I'm not going to do it. Remember when you're a kid and you just sit there and you poke your lips out and you be like, what the hell is going on? Hey, because... I don't want to take it, and I ain't going to take it, so I just don't take it, and I ain't going to take it. Yeah, all of the above, all of the above. So, no, I did not. <laughs> anyway, but as I said before, you know, we, we got we got some good stuff for you today. All right? Um. So, without further ado, let me go ahead and bring my co-host in. Uh, so she can go and tell y'all some good stuff. What's what she got from you too? Hey, P. Ross, what's going on? How you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, I already know where you are. I'm doing good. Yeah, I don't gotta answer that. I already know how you are. Don't answer that. Yeah, we all can tell. You you talking about you getting ready to sing? Okay, that was a clue right there. Oh, was it? That was a clue right there? Because I was getting it ready was. to sing. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I I'm not really I'm not really gonna 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 say the thing there. I'll leave that alone. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nah. But anyway, yeah, so you you ready for this good show today we got for these for the people? The people Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. I think it's gonna be awesome. Yes, I think it's going to I, I I know, I know it's going to be awesome. It's gonna be a great show. Yeah. Yeah, great yeah. show. I agree. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. You know why? 'Cause we good like that. Oh my goodness, say what? Get out of here. Anyway. <laughs> don't baby, don't ditch it right now, y'all. I'm having a moment. But anyway, all right, so, you know, I done told him about the Black History Moment. We're going to talk Bessie a little bit. Bessie, that's an old country name, ain't it? Bessie. What's your name? My name, Bessie. Where is Bessie? Where are you from? I'm about to choose a little Miss Zed. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no street. All right, we don't have no street names in Mississippi. <laughs> oh, you know what? I better stop because somebody been calling here a little bit. Talking about why are you messing with the ship like that, man? And I'm be like, whatever, man. <laughs> right, right, right. Whatever, man. You know, well, actually, um, Mr. Talk, this this Bessie was from Tennessee. I'm from Tennessee. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Tennessee. Oh, where that old whiskey at? That, 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 what that man, that, that man named Elvis? That, you know, the Elvis guy? Yeah, he live up there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah! yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, however, so she's from Tennessee. Yeah, however, mm-hmm. now, when she died, she did, and she did die in Mississippi. She died in Mississippi. Can you imagine that? You yeah. That. You know, that, that, that old yeah. Mississippi, that's like the 
many and after that that song went off. Yeah, so y'all don't know about them trains, man. Y'all don't know about them trains, boy. You hear them trains, that means some things about to happen. Yeah, buddy. But I have to break y'all in on that. Y'all y'all not ready for that one yet. But anyway, <laughs> let's groove. Hey, that's Earth, Wind, and Fire, man. Like I said, you can't go wrong with Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know. Oh, no, you cannot. But anyway, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Got my co-host, Ryan, with me, Pete Ross, here today. And today is Feel Good Friday. Nothing but good stories today. Nothing but good news. We ain't talking no crazy politics. We ain't talking no NRA. We ain't talking none of that today because that's not what we want to talk about. It's not. You know? So, with that being said, you still can call in, though, and tell us, you know, your feel-good story for the day, or for the year, or for the month, you know, or a joke, as long as it ain't nasty. Nasty. <laughs> I love a good joke, now. Don't get it wrong, but, you know, some of y'all got some raunchy jokes out there. We can't be saying that on this show. But, um, yeah, anyway. With that all being said, that's all I want to say right here. Anything you want to add to it, uh, P. Ross? Ooh. No. You basically okay. said, uh, you know, nothing nasty, nothing wrong, nothing wrong. You just, you know, just good stuff. Just good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just good stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, you know we have to we have to define what good stuff is for you know some people. <laughs> Not just some, and, all people, a lot of people. You know, no no negativity, no negativity today. Just let's let's just keep it positive. That's why it's feel good Friday. We'll talk about things that make you feel that's good. That's right. You laugh. That's right. You know, things, that, That's things right. that inspire you to do better. You know, just, just for yeah. one day. Can we just have just that for one day. day? Just one day. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> wholeheartedly. See, I learned a new word. Wholeheartedly. I'm going to use that right. That's yeah. part of the day, y'all. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all know my vocabulary is very limited. It's exactly. Very limited. Exactly. See, so 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 there's no need to get angry, no need to get mad. You know, just solve the problems. They come, and we gonna operate in the spirit of peace. Is that all right? Yeah, I like that. In the spirit of peace. <laughs> That's right. Don't be coming here with that negativity. That negativity. All right. So, with that being said, it's that time for the quote of the day, man. And um, yeah, I I ain't worked on the, 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 the your your intro yet, but I'm still I'm still with the, the, trying to come up with something unique on that. But give me some time. But without further ado, here's the logical part of the team. Uh, P. Ross with the quote of the day. All right, all right, all right. The quote of the day comes from Mr. Steve Jobs. Y'all know who he is. No longer with us, but, hey, he left a great impact in the community and industry. And y'all, we're using it right now to do this program. Hey, see? People leave a legacy behind. See what they 
Anyway, the quote is, the only way to do great work is to love what you do. The only way to do great work is to love what you what you do. Enough said right there. Enough said right there. We know some of us, you know, some of you go to work every day and you hate your job. You hate getting up. You hate when the alarm goes off on Monday morning. Some of y'all even hate it before Monday even get here. You're constantly complaining about your jobs on Saturday and Sunday, messing up your whole weekend, thinking about you got to go back to that place. Some of you have other names for it, but we're going to say that place on Monday. And it becomes routine. Monday is just a rut. Why do that? Why not find something that you love to do? So that when you, Monday morning comes around, you know, you like getting up. You have an energy and a joy about getting up to do whatever it is, you know, you love doing. Yeah, I have a passion for people. You know, I like community work. I like helping people in the community. So when I'm doing that, it's great. When I'm not doing that, uh, well, you know, it's not so great. <laughs> you know, so so you can do a great work in what you have a passion for. See, that's all it means. That's all it means. Because if you love it, if you're concerned about it, the harder you're going to work at it and the longer you're going to stick with it. And you know what? Really, really when you have a passion for it, the pay really doesn't matter. Let's just be honest. The pay really doesn't matter. You know, what matters is the pay doesn't matter when you really have a passion for it. The only thing that matters. Huh? I ain't getting paid for this? No, man, you ain't getting paid for this. Oh, no, no. Okay, y'all, the show is about to end. (laughs) The show is not going to end. The show hasn't ended in the last four or five. It hasn't ended in the last four or five years. Don't let him trick you. You know, that's the other, that's, that's the other Mr. Talk trying to talk. He need to be silent. <laughs> Not so trying to speak. <laughs> so, My bad. The pay does not matter because you're invested in it. You know, you, you yourself, more than just time, it's more than just money. It's your desire to see things happen for other people, to get your word across, you know, whatever it may be. To see an idea, you know, come into fruition, you know, and you're not going to stop working at it until you know it's where you want it to be. That's the kind of work that I'm talking about. That's how it becomes a great work because it just goes beyond something to do, okay? So the only way to do a great work is to love what you do, even with the ups and downs that, you know, are going to come. You don't give up. You don't quit. You know, even when the people get on your last nerve and it's really your last nerve and you think about doing something, but, you know, we can't say that. Today is still good Friday, so, you know, you know what you think. You get beyond that, and as I said, no need to get angry, no need to get mad. You just solve the problem. You still stay calm and you operate in the spirit of peace because you love what you do. 
That's the correlative difference. All right? You got it? Good. Mm. Now, let me tell y'all something, all right? No, here we go, Lord. Somebody better start paying me. Somebody better start paying me, Dave, because I've been doing it too long. I ain't getting no money, you know, and, and, and I love what I do, but I love to get paid for it, too. All right, so with that being said, hey, I'm going to start a GoFundMe page, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'll still be broke by the end of the year. It's okay, though. But all seriousness, this, 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 um, yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't, if, you know, and statistics and things have proven that employees that are happy, you know, um, with what they do are more productive. And, and go the extra mile. So, if you, I mean, if you just like it, hey, find something else to do. You know, because eventually it's going to wear you down. It's not going to wear you down. It's not going to wear them down. It's going to wear you down. Because you steady, you fight to get up. I really don't feel like going to get up. Oh, man. You know what? How many how many points are I have to get up and I'm going to work today? Oh, yeah. Then you know what to do? Oh, I, I, I fish today. I can't come in. I got the bug. You know, oh, I got diarrhea. You know, being there flushing the toilet, standing by the toilet, flushing it all the time. You know, make it think you believe, it. you know, just because you don't feel like going to work. Because you don't like what you do. You know, so, yeah. And that includes people, too. You know, if you don't like people, you know, don't work to be in a uh, public service type of job, all right? Because some of y'all work in them public, them public places, and y'all can't stand people. You're just as nasty as you want to be. And, and then you wonder why people give you attitude. That's because you're giving them attitude first because you, you're not happy where you are. So you want everybody else to be miserable. But guess what? It's not going to happen. All right? So do a self-check. Self-check yourself. You know, I know sometimes you have to work places you really don't want to work. That's fine, too. But you put on that false smile then. You got to make everybody else miserable because you're miserable. Because some of y'all just like that, man. Just trifling. That's what y'all are. Just trifling some of you. But it's okay. Because eventually, one or two things are going to happen. You're going to come around, or you're going to get fired. That's just going to put on one out there like that. That's what's going to happen. They're going to get fired. Then you're going to be out of job, miserable, and out of job. But then, maybe that gives you the incentive to go and find something you really like to do. Like standing on the street corner with a pants leg up or something. I don't know what you like to do. You know, and honestly, I really don't care right now. But the thing is, find something you happy at doing, okay? All right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, whatever I took today, I need to take some more of it. No, oh, it's what I didn't take today. That's what it is. But anyway, all right. Thank you, uh, P. Uh, you know, you know, I forgot. We still got the um, <laughs> Black History moment to go, don't we? Man, I done got started already. All right. And for the second part, here's P. Ross once again, y'all, with your black history moment. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to be talking about Miss Bessie Smith today. I don't know why Mr. Talk didn't do it because he wanted to talk about this lady. He asked me to research her, which I did. And she was known as the Empress. Woo! Say that, Empress. Empress, Empress of the Blue. 
That's before Miss Billie Holiday, you know, she wasn't known as the Empress of Blue. She was known as something else. But she, Bessie Smith, was born in 1894, and she died in 1937. She was an American blues singer. As I said, she was called the Empress of Blues. She sung from um, 1923. She had recordings dated as early as 1923 all the way through um, 1929. See, this is another historical black female with an influence in the music industry. See? You know, she is regarded as one of the greatest singers of her era. She was a major, major, major influence on other jazz singers. Imagine that. Have you ever heard her? Did you know who she was? And as we said earlier, she was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and she moved to Mississippi later. She was the daughter of um, uh, Laura Owens and William Smith. And her father, as usual, we know, was a Baptist preacher. So she, too, came out of the Baptist church. Now, what her and her brother did, how they started singing, her and her brother began singing on the streets of Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is where she was born, which back then was known as busking, which they danced and they sing and, you know, people put money in the, in the, in the, in the little hat or, or what have you. Pretty soon she, she left home and she joined the traveling troupe owned by Moses Stokes. She was not old enough to go. She was still a teenager. So she left without telling her parents that she was only a kid. <laughs> okay. She was only a kid, but she knew what she wanted to do. So she left. Began recording in 1920. She also knew uh, Ma Rainey, if y'all remember who she was. She sung with Ma Rainey as well, who helped her develop her stage presence. Now, the one thing about this, some people say that Ma Rainey was a credited for teaching her how to sing, but others say that, no, she just helped her develop her stage presence. In other words, how to get the audience's attention, how to engage the audience, and in, in, in all of that. <clears throat> in 1920, she sold over 100,000 copies of her song, Crazy Blue. 100, you know, that's a lot for 1920, 100,000 copies. What was with this, this recording? Um, um, studio called OK Records. And they had not yet directed its product to black people yet. But because of the sex of the record, it led to a search for other female blues singers. Then she was signed to Columbia Records in 1923 by Frank Walker. He was a talent agency who had seen a talent agent, I'm sorry, who had seen her perform earlier. Now her first session was in February of nineteen twenty three and most of her records were issued on Columbia's regular A series when they established the race record series. Because remember now, this is Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow era where, you know, blacks and whites can't 
be in the same areas, you know, and and, and they have different areas. It's, they're, they're, they're segregated, see? So she was doing all of this in the Jim Crow area and having all of these all of these successes, cross-cultural, I should say, you know. And she did very well up until 1925 or so. Um, she had made 16 recordings for Columbia. And it says that she was also accompanied by the finest musicians of the day, notably Louis Armstrong, Coleman Hawkins, Fletcher Henderson, James P. Johnson, Joe Smith, and Charlie Green. Y'all got to look them up. Also musicians. Well, everybody ought to know who Louis Armstrong and and James P. Johnson and Charlie Green are. You should automatically know that if you ever listen to that. However, and because of the Great Depression in 1929, her career was cut short. See, because that then it nearly put the recording industry out of business. And also at that time, the the advent of talkies or radio, see, and TV, it spelled the end of vaudeville. However, she never stopped performing. She never stopped performing, even though the days of the the elaborate vaudeville shows were were over. Miss continued to tour and occasionally sing in clubs until 1929. In 1929, she appeared in a Broadway musical, Pansy. And it says, even though the play was a flip-flop, the top critic said she, Bessie Smith, was the only asset. She had one film appearance starring in... St. Louis Blue, which was based on W.C. Handy's song of the same name, St. Louis Blue, mm. in which she sung the the title song, and she was accompanied by James C. Johnson. So we see here her recording history. And all of this, and later on, you know, after death, being inducted into various Hall of Fames and all of that. But in nineteen in nineteen thirty three, for all of that, remember I told you she sold over a hundred thousand records. She had a royalty fee, a royalty fee of thirty seven dollars and fifty cents for each selection. On the OK size, whichever her recording was on, that's that's what she got. Thirty-seven fifty. Mm-hmm. Thirty-seven fifty. Thirty-seven dollars and fifty cents. That's it. That was it. That was it. That was it. That that was what she got for her record. Okay, so thirty-seven dollars. That was the royalties from from that record. Now the the sad thing about her life is as with with many of those early singers, and while we don't hear um, a lot about them, um, she um, she died supposedly in a car accident where the mm-hmm. car you know, 
ran into the ditch. So her right arm was, was amputated, and she died the morning after without ever regaining consciousness. Yeah. Now, now the story is that she was deliberately ran off the road because um, it, it, it was in retribution because she had been refused admission to white-only hospital in Clarksdale that if she had been able to go into that hospital a little sooner, she she would not have died if they would have been able to treat her. But, you know, back then, as I said, it was Jim Crow. So, hey, you, you just didn't do that. You didn't cross those lines. So they had to drive miles and miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get to a black hospital. See. And even and even even her manager said nobody would even have thought of putting a colored person off in a hospital for white folks. See, so that wasn't even that was not even an option for her. See. So her family was a little bit over a week even even, you know, her life was, you know, on the upswing, her death brought controversy, you know, to her life. Because even with her death, even after her funeral, which was over a week later, her body was originally laid at an uh, Upshore's funeral home. And as word of her death spread through Philadelphia's black community, the body had to be moved. It had to be moved Mm -hmm. to to another place that was big enough to hold all the mourners. Over 10,000 people filed past her, her coffin on Sunday, October 3rd. She was laid to rest in an unmarked grave. Mm-hmm. And then, and as they say, it was unmarked, even though it was in the newspapers and all of that. Um. At Mount Lawn Cemetery in Sharon Hill, and yes, and the 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 uh, manager started all efforts to purchase a stone for his 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 own his 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 her own husband, her own husband started all efforts to purchase a stone for his estranged wife. Once or twice pocketed money raised for that purpose. They gave him the money to get the headstone, but he didn't. This is her own husband. See how controversy follows your life after you've done some great things? Not knowing she's going to end up in the history book. However, in 19, however, in 1970, Janice Joplin herself and Juanita Green, who, was a, who as a child had done housework for Smith, purchased a headstone. They purchased a tombstone for her. And then Dory Previn wrote a song about it in her album Mythical Kings and, and Iguanas about them, her inability to, to to get a headstone or have a headstone on her grave her, as her grave being unmarked. 
Now, in nineteen in in two thousand and two, her recording of "Downhearted Blues," which was the first song I told you she recorded in nineteen twenty three, uh, was included in the National Recording Registry by the National Recording Preservation Board of the Library of Congress. It was included in the list of songs of the century by the Recording Industry of America and the National Endowment for the Arts. In 2001, it is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as one of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. In 2008, she she received the Michelle Ertigan Jazz Hall of Fame. In 1989, she received the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Also in 1989, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of, Hall of Fame for Early Influences. In 1981, she was inducted in the Big Band and Jazz Hall of Fame. And in 1980, she was inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame. All this was done post-mortem. And in recent years, they would also begin digitally remastering her original from the gramophone recordings that she made. Because remember back there in the day, that's all they had was a gramophone. Y'all remember them little record players with the little horn on the top? And you hold it down, y'all see them in old movies? Yes. So they digitally remastered those so now we can hear them. So there you are, Bessie Smith and the life of Bessie Smith, a great blues and jazz singer from the early, early 1900s. Look it up. All right. All right. You know, yeah, um, actually, there was a movie, a movie that was done about Bessie Smith. And um, HBO special. I, in fact, I watched it. That's how what brought her to my attention in 2015. And you know, starred Queen Latifah and uh, Monique. You know, the big behind Monique. Monique. And uh, yeah, it, it really was a, a good movie. You know, and just the biography it tells you. You know, the highlights of what happened. You know, of course, the movie goes a little deeper, and you know, as far as relationships. And her husband, her and her husband, uh, they had separated for a while because uh, he felt she was an unfit mother. You know, now if you right. watch the movie, you kind of would agree, you know, drinking and, you know, sleeping with mm-hmm. men and women and whatever, what have you. But that doesn't yeah. diminish that, um, hey, she was just considered, she was actually one of the highest paid black performers during that time. So Right, that's what it said. Yeah, but back then, you know, that was something in itself. Um, but anyway, good stuff, good stuff. That was Miss Betsy Smith, Miss Betsy Smith. Yeah, buddy. Born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, died in Clarksville, Mississippi, and buried in where? Mount Lowe Cemetery in Sharon Hill, Pennsylvania. That's the spirit that's been traveling, y'all. That's as scary as she's been traveling. Now, hey, and don't let's not forget, she had a custom rail car, you know, for her her, her traveling people to group to sleep in. Ain't that something? Of course, Mar, the things that Ma Rainey had one too. 
you know. Monique played Ma Rainey, okay? She was trifling too, you know. But anyway, good stuff, good stuff. All right, so <laughs> moving right along to Feel Good Friday because, hey, it's Feel Good Friday. See, I, I'm warming up the vocals, y'all. I'm warming up the vocals. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's All not, right. it's not, it's <laughs> not, it's not, it's not. It's coming. It's coming. It's, it's, gonna, it's coming. It's really All right. Anyway, I was about to say something, but I better hold down for me. I better hold yeah. my peace, as they say. Um, oh. Remember, it's still good <laughs> Friday, not start crying out loud Friday. Ah, uh, whatever. Anyway, anyway, hey, you got something you want to feel good story for us today? Hey, give us a call, 347-838-8622. You can email either one of us um, at either email, ericlesstalk at gmail.com or p.leona.ross24 at gmail.com. Take your pick. Hey, send it to both of us to see who read it better. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's Feel Good Friday, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we're going to get it all. We're getting it all here. All right. I'm going to tell you all my first feel-good story. And then for now, I'm going to let the co-host tell you all hers. And then we want to hear from you. And then so forth. The phone lines are open, people. All right, they're open. 347-838-8622. But before you call it, let me explain something to you. I'm not paying any of your phone bills, all right? So if you you're one of those, those, those carriers that charge you for the minutes and whatever, I, I suggest you send an email because I can't pay none of your bills, man. I'm telling you, I can't pay that phone bill. I got trouble paying my own. You know what I mean? So, hey, I'm just saying, as, as the, 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 the television show say, data rates may apply. <laughs> okay. I had to get that out there because, you know, I, I can't afford it. I really can't. Okay, so, but we want to hear from you anyway, all right? Chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash. Remember, if you want to comment in the chat room, you have to come in under a username. It doesn't matter what the username is as long as it's a username. However, however, if by chance you just want to come in and listen to the show and see what is being typed in the chat room, you come in as a guest and just sit and chill. You know, some some conversations, we usually have some pretty decent conversations going in there. And sometimes we don't, but I'm always posting something in the chat room, so you'll you'll be a part of the conversation. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So anyway, with all that being said, you know, it, it's amazing how people cherish their pets. You know, from the 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 the, the dogs, the cats, the gerbils. Some people do some terrible things to them gerbils. Boy, I tell you, they do some terrible things with them gerbils. But anyway, parrots. Snakes, what have you. Now, growing up, growing up, where I grew up, 45th Street and uh, Moncrief Avenue, um, on my grandmother's house, you know, we had chickens in the yard. Chickens and ducks and I don't think, I don't know what we did. It was nothing we didn't have in that dang old backyard. You know, but, you know, I never, have you ever saw a chicken die of natural causes? Please tell me if you have, because I have never seen a chicken die of natural causes besides being grabbed by the neck and tore on to, <laughs> to help you get there. But just to have a chicken die of natural causes, i never seen that. However, 
in Bryan, Texas, home of the Texas A&M State, oh, I'm sorry, Aggies. Um, <laughs> there was an actual obituary in the local newspaper for a pet chicken. Now, this is no joke, y'all. This is no joke. Um, Texas chicken has received an honor. Few, if any other birds, get a formal, formal obituary. A paid death notice for Big Mama, a six-year-old Rhode Island Red, okay, was in the Eagle newspaper. Not many chickens deserve an obituary, but the mom said Big Mama's uh, Big Mama's human family said they deserve. She deserved a obituary. Okay, um, it said that Big Mama initially had been raised in an apartment in Houston. I think that was a state behind her apartment. But anyway, her precious owners took her to the, be euthanized in 2013, but a compassionate veterinarian instead had them relinquish their rights to the chicken so she could find a new home. She was adopted by Stephanie and Gregory Sward and their two sons. The family says in over that they were cooked immediately after seeing a photo of the bird. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. If I see a bird... A chicken, first thing that comes to my mind is dinner. All right, I, I'm sorry, that's going to hook me, especially if I'm hungry during that time. Dinner, dinner. But anyway, we come back to that. Big Mama soon discovered how beautiful life could be walking in the grass, being a member of a flock, and having 24-7 love. The chicken died in her sleep Sunday at her favorite spot in the chicken coop. <laughs> the swords told local media. Stephanie Schwartz told KBTS-TV that they never expected the orbit to get so much attention. Um, we're just hoping that the story of Big Mama will remind others that every life, even that of a chicken, is viable and worth eating, I mean saving. She said, though many, though many people write off chickens as just food animals, the birds are more intelligent and emotionally complex than some people give them credit for. Yeah, because those jokers, they know when they're coming for you because they run like the boy, they run. Research over the past few years suggests that chickens can experience empathy, plan for the sh- plan for the short-term future, and even perform very basic arithmetic. The BBC reported in January. Plus, um, plus sometimes they even purr like cats. Now, okay, all I can say is these people are crazy as heck. I'm sorry, chicken. You see, I see chicken. I think of oh. I'm not trying to keep no chicken as a pet. See, it's people like this. When when you we get down to the hard times, you gonna have to box them in the head with something. Cause they be talking, about, don't eat that chicken, girl. You better, boy, you better get away from me. That that's gonna walk around here for at least a couple of days. What's wrong with you? Oh no, you got gone. I'm serious. Now what? They gonna put a obituary in the thing on newspaper? Really? Oh, a chicken, man. You better get some boiling water down or deep feather that sucker and cut him up and go and put him in some hot grease. I don't know if they're playing for. Shoot. You see them, them, North, them Koreans over there? Them Koreans over there in, in the North don't be playing with dogs, do they? We love dogs over here. They love them even more over there. Shoot. They eat them dogs. And we'll serve it to you. No, I have not personally eaten any, you know, myself. But, yeah, I've been told the stories by Koreans, South Koreans, you know, that have family members that do partake in that type of meal, but I don't do it myself. But 
Either way, you know, that's chicken, man. That's a chicken, all right? That's what you have chickens for, emergencies. You know, when the food stamps run out, uh, you know, when there ain't no more money till next week, and you look in that backyard, see that chicken running around there? Oh, yeah. The ducks, too. Don't, don't leave the ducks out. The ducks, too. You know? Now, I know some of them say, now, what is a feel? What's so feel good about that? I'm going to tell you what's so feel good about that. You got something to eat. That was so good about it. <laughs> you got something to eat. So remember that. All right? Remember that. Yeah. 
no, no. No, they would not. They would. Yeah, no. They wouldn't tell them at all, hopefully. Uh, no, but you know you're gonna traumatize the kids now. Man, you your children, you showing them kids how to be uh, survivalists. Hey, everything is a meal when it's when time is need. Okay, that's it. That's, that's the problem. You want to tell these kids some things today. Everything is a meal in time of survival. You be talking about what they won't eat. Uh huh. You better go out there and get some of them grubs. Them your, your pet be out there getting some of. That's protein. See? I'm just saying. And that's some chicken? Meat? Oh, no, no. Meat just not letting that go away like that. No. But anyway, hey, they don't have no problem. Oh, well, never mind. I'm saying they don't have no problem doing it to cows, do they? But go ahead. I'm done. Well, they normally do it to chickens, too. So, but, you know, but, you know, in some yeah. occasions, some. Some pets uh-huh. are just poor. They're not food. They're designated as pets. And they're off limits from the table. They're off limits from the table. Well, you know, then. Because if it's my table, there ain't no off limits. <laughs> well, we know. We know. Some fresh bird. Barnyard bird. Barnyard milk. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about American Airlines. Now, an American Airlines employee was watching these two little girls in the in the airport, and mm-hmm. he saw that they was acting strange, and she mm-hmm. would not allow them to board the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, they came up to this was in, in in Sacramento, and they came up to the ticket counter to get their their ticket. The girls didn't have any identification. They were traveling along with just two like two little small duffel bags, but they had two first class tickets. Um, but she noticed that the tickets were one way tickets. They were one way mm-hmm. tickets. However, she thought that the girls were running away from home. And she noticed, you know, they're in the middle. She said she kept looking at, you know, they kept looking at each other in a way that seemed fearful and anxious. And and she had a gut feeling that something just wasn't right. So she refused to allow the girls to board their plane, and she alerted the police. When the police got there, the girls told authorities that a man they met on Instagram named Dre had bought their tickets mm. and offered them $2,000 to fly to New York mm. for the weekend tomorrow for a modeling job. The girls had not <laughs> told their parents. The girls did not tell their parents about the trip and had told them that they were spending the night at each other's house. So when the lady told them that they didn't have a flight home, that's when it kind of stuck in that maybe I was actually telling the truth, Um, Deputy Todd Sanderson said. He said, in my opinion, what was going to happen was that they were going to go back to New York, 
and become a victim of sex trafficking. They said they wouldn't have let that happen, and I said they probably would not have had a choice. So the deputy um, praised the, the the American Airlines worker named Miracle for her actions and said she possibly saved their lives. And by the time authorities found Dre on Instagram, it was too late. They said, we attempted to look him up on Instagram just a few minutes after our contact with him. He erased all of his profiles on social media. Deputy said when they notified the girl's parents, they were in shock. They hope that the story is a good lesson for parents to make sure they are keeping a close eye on their children's social media accounts. So these two young ladies got it together, got together, said, oh, man, this is a modeling job. We can make $2,000. Let's go to New York. They never once looked at their tickets and noticed that they were one-way tickets, that they weren't going to come back home. They didn't have a way to get back home. They thought that they were round-trip tickets.
So let's be mindful. All right, let's go yeah. on to Mr. Jamal. But, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Now, see, we do have to give kudos to that flight attendant for paying attention and, and, and recognizing something wasn't correct. Because, you know, most of the little trifling individuals, they just want us to get on the plane. I don't care. You know, as long as I get to where I'm going to meet my, my secret love, I'm happy. You know? So kudos to that flight attendant for, you know, um, 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 paying attention and, and recognizing something just wasn't right with that. So yeah, that that was great, and I wish a lot of other people would do that. And for that, we gonna give the, the flight attendant some applause here because that was outstanding. You know. Now, right. other than that, you know, we need to punch the parents in their forehead. We really do, because that's just crazy. You know, that is that's just crazy. Did you hear some applause? I didn't hear any applause. Did you? I Yeah, you rest the pretty good, Big Mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Go ahead. Let's go from Sacramento to Chicago. Woo! Jamal Cole, who runs a nonprofit community group called My Block, My Hood, My City. He posted a tweet um, on um, February 29th. He said, Chicago, I need 10 volunteers to help me shovel um, shovel snow for seniors tomorrow. He said he was getting too many emails from elderly folks that needed help. Meet me on the 79th Street Red Line stop at 10 a.m. tomorrow. I got hoodies, hats, and lunch for everybody that comes through. Hashtag for my blog. So he put he tweeted that out, and mm-hmm. in response, he got over 100 volunteers. Oh, wow. Over 100 people arrived to help shovel snow. And if y'all, and if y'all have ever been to Chicago, they call it the Windy City for a reason. Because not only do you have mountains and mountains of snow, but you got to deal with that wind while you're out there trying to stop shovel snow. I'm talking about some cold stuff. Your hands be froze, your nose be snotting, you know, everything be freezing. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm trying to get y'all to see what they're out here shoveling snow in. And that's on a, and that's on a good day. That's on a warm day, you know. See, so, so. And 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 on top of that, on top of that, with with the 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 the, the tweet went out for the people who showed up, the hundred over a hundred volunteers showing up. Many people who didn't live in Chicago made donations to my block, my hood, my city. The mission is to help underprivileged teenagers overcome poverty by taking them on explorations, focused culture, and community service. And this is one of his community mm-hmm. um, um, service projects product, uh, uh, community service project. One person told us, let mm-hmm. us know, Jamal, if, if we can chip in for lunch. Happy to send money to a PayPal or GoFundMe. See? So, see, people from all over the nation responded again because he loved what he was doing. See how everything, you know, you're doing the great work, but you got to love what you do. See how it just always, always goes past back into the corner of the day, you see? Mm-hmm. You see how this works out? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, over wonderful. 100 people. What? What did you say? I said, that's wonderful. Yes. Okay, good. Don't say nothing else. Don't try to say anything. See? So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. That was a great thing. See, when you see, you know, you know, we know old people. We know they're not coming out of their house with all that snow, and they definitely not need to be out there trying to shovel no snow. So they was able to get a lot of work done in that small amount of time. See, or my mm-hmm. block. Awesome, awesome. Great, great, great story. Now, anything you wanted that's to add? Anything you want to add? Yeah, that's a great story. And you know what? I, I really do applaud that person because I, mean, I ain't still shoveling snow for nobody. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't like snow. And if it starts snowing, I'm be like everybody else, in the house. Okay? In the house. I'm going to be outside in the snow. And, and when it melts, I go outside. But to get a nope. shovel and go out there and shovel it is not happening. All right? I will. I'm not. I'm just I saying. Will. 
I do, I mean, I will. I've done it. I have done it. Enjoy doing it and playing in the snow, having snowball fights and, and all of that. Quite you drink the yellow snow too, though. Hell no. We all know <laughs> what yellow snow is. <laughs> yeah. is no, no, a lot of people don't know. Don't know what the yellow snow is. Okay, go ahead with your story. 
and let them know uh-huh. that, that, you know, they couldn't pay their medical bills because it really doesn't say. And they told them that they would be getting a yellow envelope in the mail that says that, hey, your medical debt has been paid in school. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so nice. That is so that nice. That really was. Yeah, that's not okay. But let me go on to say, all for those out there listening to this show, don't send me nothing because I'm sending it back to you. All right? <laughs> I'm just saying, just in case anybody get an idea. You know, you send me your medical bill, I'm sending it back to you. All right? That goes for your cell phone bill, too. I'm just saying. Go ahead. That's cool, though. That's cool. Yeah, I got a difference. Did they verify? Did they verify that these um, accounts actually, you know, existed, or did they, they just take them before the, before they were? No, 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 no. They, they, the, the letters came from. I, I, I suppose, as it says. It it um no it actually happened on February thirteenth after they hear um. After they heard about a Washington State medical debt story for um, an investigator, um, the Seattle news station KIR07 decided to do something about it. So that's what they did. They they paid off the debt for a, a thousand people. Yeah, they paid mm-hmm. off the debt for one thousand people. Yeah. I guess what they did was have the people, you know, since they had did an investigative report on it, um, and uh-huh. the people were, um, hey, that's me. Um, what they did, what they had the people send their bills in or whoever needed help after the report, and I guess the first 1,000 people or whoever got their met their medical debt paid off. Mm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, there's always, you know, and you hear stories like that all the time happening. And uh, why don't never be in my part of the country? You know, I, I could use a little help. You know, <laughs> you know, hey. I would like a little money, you know. I would, you know. I build me a, a radio station with, you know, state of our studio, you know. I, but okay, that's good though, you know, because the medical bills they are high, they are high. Yeah, and he said their goal was their goal was to buy as much medical debt as possible. So they mm-hmm. they bought a million they bought a million dollars in medical debt is what they okay. did they was bought this, a million dollars in medical debt was this was this a, a um just just a news station it wasn't a company or a conglomerate of people no, no, just no. a news it station was, it was a news station wow huh, okay yeah huh, okay. Yeah, this was a news station that that did this. I guess they did a, an investigative report on it, and then hey, uh-huh. they said, "Okay, let's not just investigate it; let's do something about it." Right. 
So there wasn't there, there wasn't any limit as to the amount. You just send it in, and nope. if we we can pay it, we'll pay it. The first, how many of us? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's cool. That that really is cool. Oh, I mean, I have no jokes about that. That's cool. That that it really is. I I could do that. I could hang with that. I really could. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I could get. I could get with that. Mm. Okay. What else you got for us? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. And they also set up. Um, um, and they also set up a a, a debt no debt 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 after they did the first one million dollars, they set up a mm-hmm. debt donation so they can get forgive another million dollars. Wow! So wow. they're gonna do it. Again. They're That's going to do it again. No, this is in Washington State. Oh, okay, Washington State. Oh, okay. Okay, Washington State. Okay. Well, the company, the company, the company that they work with, um, the company that they work with is it based out of New York called RIP Medical Debt. They made the purchase on Uh, the radio, on the television station's behalf. You know, because they didn't know uh how to do it, and they don't know who was getting, who was getting the relief, so that it could cover just, you know. um, the doctor's visits or or one test or whatever, so it it covers mm-hmm. their debt for each of these these thousand people. So um, and and that company, Rest in Peace Medical Debt, is the one that after after they send the doctors the the payment or what have you and all of that, then they send it out to to the thousand people and let them know that hey, you don't have to worry about. Um, this medical this medical bill because it's already been paid. It says it was the number one cause of bank. It is the number one cause of bankruptcy in this country. Um, one person mm. um, they had uh, multiple sclerosis. She was 16 when she was diagnosed, um, mm. and they they paid they paid her medical de- debt. Hmm. Okay. You know, so they they pay yeah, because she was saying she said she's already spent thousands of dollars for treatment. She said every penny Mm -hmm. that I have goes to debt and survival. So another person, another person's son was born, and he was born prematurely, so he stayed at the NICU. And uh, and if anyone don't know what a NICU is, that's a needle natal intensive care unit. And it was his first medical, it was his medical care for the cost of that. Uh, mm-hmm. She had a job and insurance when she gave birth to her son, but then her insurance right. switched over um, on February 1st, and that was the same day that her son was born. So there was a billing mix-up between the provider and her insurance, so it didn't get paid. And she said she didn't know what else she could have done. And they saying that you know they keep saying we're going to rebuild, we're going to rebuild, but they never do. So for two years mm-hmm. she has fought getting fifteen thousand. It was fifteen thousand dollars, and they paid it. 
they paid it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they paid that for her. So. That's, that, that, that's great. You know, and, and that is that is definitely a feel good a feel good story because you know we all know the medical bills they are just outrageous today. It's you know what they charge for a bed an IV bag is just crazy. It's basically yeah. salt water, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. yeah. It's just for a band aid. You know, you paying oh hundred dollars or so for a band aid. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so okay. but, uh, they come to do that, and and if it's legit and they're not, you know, trying to get any publicity or anything like that, that's a good thing right there. I like that. Very good. Definitely. Very good. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that the story was in and um, was explaining, you know, how medical debt lives forever, that if you can't pay it down, that debt can be sold. Then collection agencies right. buy it for pennies on the dollar. Then they send the bill. Then they send bill after bill. If it's not paid, the cycle continues, and they keep adding the interest, and they keep adding the interest. Mm-hmm. So it, it right. so it doesn't mean you know that you can't afford health care. You 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 just don't you know you you just can't pay the the increasing cost. So it's how medical debt is sold that doesn't help consumers. Experts say medical debt can be sold multiple times. A $1,000 bill could be sold to a collection agency for as little as $10. However, the amount you mm-hmm. owe can grow at 12% interest. So this is what this company does. They will mm-hmm. buy the debt, the, the rest mm-hmm. in peace medical debt. They will buy the debt, right. and then they buy it for cents on a dollar, and since now they own it, they can call it paid off. See? So right. that's how... They, oh, the radio station. So that's how the radio station spent only spent twelve thousand dollars, but paid off a million dollars in debt. Wow! Somebody was thinking. Somebody was thinking. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah, they did that. They somebody, did that. Yeah. Somebody yeah. was paying attention to what was really going on. You know? and we know because those because they sell it like you sell it, sell it, sell it. And you know, then the yeah. collection agents get it, then they call it buggy, buggy, buggy. But yeah. you know, as as you know, our financial friend Patrice said when she was on the show, and when they call you, I don't know who that is. You can always, you know, dispute it. You know, of course, yeah. it may take you a while to do, but you can always dispute it, yeah, and they, they do have yeah. from your credit. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know, you know, you have it removed, but no telling. You know, because somebody called me one time, and I'm thinking about that. Credit, credit, um, girl called me one time about something I purchased when I was a young so back in 1980-something. Uh-huh. And somebody, I still owe for it. And, I, and I'm thinking, like, ah, what? What is this? I said, man, I don't know. Those no people went out of business. I owe you some money. They were out of business. Really? I ain't paying that, man. <laughs> the guy hung the phone up on me. I'm like, they're out of business. So who, where the money going? If they out of business, where the money going? I ain't giving you no money. They on the phone up. So you have to be careful with with, with those folk like that. You know, because they're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but that 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 is an outstanding thing. I mean, it's good to see that there are some companies, uh, people out there that are willing 
to try and help anybody. You know, it doesn't matter. And, and see, that goes back to, to, to this thing about race and the color of your skin. You know, apparently to them it doesn't even matter. No, it nope. doesn't. You know, we're just helping everybody, which is great. Right. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Great. Another, another outstanding story there, Pete. What else you got for me? Well, let's stay here. Yeah, let's say, let's do this. All right. Uh-huh. Let's go to a boy. A young, I'm not going to call him a boy because he is a young adult, a young adult, a young adult. Uh-huh. <laughs> where does okay. he live? Where does he live? Let's see. Where does he live? I got to scroll down to the story. <laughs> Give me a second. Uh, as long as he don't live under the stairs. His name is John Lee Cronin. He has a uh-huh. business called John Crazy Socks. He's 21 years old, and he has always loved socks that speak to his mood and personality. So after high school, right. he knew he wanted to start a business with his dad, so he decided to turn his love for socks into a career. So in December 2016, okay. John John and his father, Mark, Mark, launched an online store named John Crazy Socks. And he says, <laughs> this, this is their motto. We seek those socks with, that will make a difference, that will make you smile or make you laugh, that will tug at your heart, that will add some zest to your life. The website states, we are all about socks that will matter to you, that you will love and mm-hmm. cherish. Now, John right. Crazy Socks was called a pick-and-pack warehouse, which means they distribute socks made by other companies. So you just go on the website and pick out the socks that you want, and the company sends it to you. Now, since 2016, a little over a year, John's Crazy Socks has shipped more than 42,000 orders and brought in nearly $2 million in revenue. They currently wow. offer over. They currently offer over fifteen hundred different kinds of socks. Mark believes mm-hmm. the company has been successful because it focuses on three principles: provide hope and inspiration, give back, and excellent customer service. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing okay. that I didn't tell you about this twenty-one-year-old millionaire is that he has Down syndrome. Ah, okay. Really amazing. He says we hire right. people with disabilities. If you hire, here's what people with disabilities, he say our company shows what people with disabilities can do if we give them a chance. John's Crazy Socks also donates 5% of his profits to the Special Olympics which John himself is a Special Olympics athlete. He said, and last mm-hmm. but not least, they ship each order with love. Every package gets a thank you note from me, John says. We treat people the way we want to be treated. That means pay attention, mm-hmm. people treat, pay attention, treat people with respect and dignity, be transparent and honest. We want to be of service to mm-hmm. others. The better we treat you, the better we serve you the more successful our business will be. So that's his philosophy. 21-year-old Down syndrome young man 
million dollar business. Doing what he loves to do. Doing what he loves to do. Socks. Socks. Wow. Socks. That is great. In in less than a year's time. In less than a year's time. Less than a year's time. Wow. That is amazing. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, that that is more than amazing. All right. We I don't know what's going on. So good thing I got equipment I can switch off to. Yeah, that is amazing right there. Down syndrome, twenty one and is a millionaire already. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. Great, great story. Anything else you got for me? You know, I'm about to run with this. With you know, what? Some of y'all out there got some horrible sock games. You know, the sock thing. You know, some people be buying socks, but you know they buying them ugly socks. So maybe they need to invest. They need to invest in this this guy's company so he can start sending them some decent socks. You know, take your shoes off, got holes in your socks and carrying on. People like what? You know, and they'll have no problem with that. You know, not to mention you keep your socks on all the time, feet be stinking, carrying on. You know, you need to invest in that man's company. He really do. You know, I think that is an outstanding story. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think I'm going to go get you. You know me and, yeah, you know I got an awesome sock game already. We done discussed it. So, you know, I just got a new avenue to go check out some socks. I see. There you go. There you go. When you purchase them, hey, take some pictures, you know, let us see them, you know, and, yeah. Put them on the website. And put them on the website, put the yeah. links on the website, and, you know, let other people, you know, get some fun. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We already talked about that. Wait a minute. We already talked about that getting paid thing now. I ain't going to be putting nobody else's stuff up there be by selling them. I don't get no piece of the action now. Oh, listen. Look at it. Just like this. I ain't get no T-shirt. You don't hear me still complaining months later. Although I am going to write you a three-page letter about that. Well, you know, T-shirts, don't blame me. Blame the manufacturer. They want money. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, all right. We're going to get you your shirt. You never asked the question right because you knew the question anyway. So I'm going to tell you, you. You work for the company. I can't just give you a shirt because you work for the company now because you knew the answer because I told you what that song was. No, you you didn't did not tell me the answer. I knew when you said it. When you asked, I said, oh, I know what that is. When you played it, I said, oh, I know what that is. You didn't tell me. I told you. I texted you the answer. You said I couldn't win. That's right because you you work for the company. I did not have poor knowledge of what you were going to play. I don't understand what you say. Them two words too big for me. I don't understand that. <laughs> I did not know beforehand what you were going to play. We did not discuss that. Okay. Anyway, right. anyway, anyway, yeah. let's go to Mexico. Let's go to Mexico. Um, and there are passport. Yeah, we're going to fast forward because you're not huh? giving me your shirt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. 
shoot us in, 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 in one part of New Mexico or crossing the border from Mexico every day to go to school. They have to wake up extra yeah. early and often get home late at night. One student said it's worth it for a shot at an American education. Porter Howard is a senior at Dillard High School. This is the name of the high school. He lives in Palomas, Mexico, with his mom, who can't travel to the U.S. However, he's been crossing a border alone to school since kindergarten. Kindergarten. Wow. That's a long time. KOAT yes. reporter Sandra Ramirez asked Howard if it was scary at first. When she started dropping me off at the border, I was like, Mom, what's going on? Why can't? Why aren't you coming with me, he said. But eventually, um, crossing the border became routine for Howard and hundreds of kids who do the same. Some are high school age, but other are, others are as young as four and five years old. All of them are American citizens. Let me say hmm. that again. Some are high school age, but others are as young as four and five years old. All of them are American citizens. School buses pick up the kids at the border and drop them off at school. For high schoolers like Howard, it's a 40-minute bus ride, but he said he doesn't mind at all. They don't have any responsibility to have to pick us up, so the fact is that they, what they're doing for us is wonderful, Howard said. Howard is grateful for the opportunity to get an American education. He studied hard, he got good grades, and he's going to graduate and go to college. He'll graduate from Deming High School this May with honors. But his mom won't be able to cross the border to watch him walk the stage. He said, my mom has definitely been on, on me since day one, he said. Not having her physically there, it hurts. But her knowing that I got there and did it all for her is pretty great. Howard said some people are critical of the hundreds of students like him who cross the border every day. There's always going to be a person that says my taxes are paying for this and they don't even take advantage of, which is not true, he said. Howard said many of his friends who live in Mexico have dropped out of school because they have to pay tuition and attend school past the eighth grade. Many of them can't afford it. Having this opportunity is something Howard says he doesn't take for granted. He said, you want to get ahead, you want to get somewhere to where your kids aren't going to have to go through the same thing. He said hundreds of people cross the border to attend school. So I guess these are children who have American citizenships or their parents were here, possibly Mm -hmm. illegally, and were born here in the United States. So they are citizens, right. but the kids aren't. Right. So they cross the border every day in New Mexico to go to school, and he's graduating with honors. Why? Because he has a right to. He's an American. You know, you know, and, and, and when you when you hear stories like this, it just makes you wonder. You know, um, even though we know. Our education system here is not the greatest in the, in the world, you know. But uh, it, it, it's good enough that there is someone who actually wants to come over here and learn something. Uh, then you take yeah. a look at the, the, the American kids, the American kids that we have here in this country that just take it for granted anyway. And I'm like, ah, right. whatever. You know, they don't even want to go to school. But these kids are getting up, crossing the border every morning, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. kindergarten, what that is. 
four, five years old, Right. Well, across the border, the no, get no. on the bus. Right. Yeah, to get on the bus to go to school. You know, and I think, man, and I applaud the school system or whoever is providing the buses for them as well, because they really yeah. don't have to provide the buses, as he said. Right. So that that is another plus for it. So that is that is outstanding stuff right there. You know, mm-hmm. and, but it goes to show as well that you know where there's a will, there's a way, and Hey, as they always say, God always looks out for the children. If he don't look out for nobody else, he's going to make sure that he's going to look out for the children. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, and there's even no need to crack a joke on this because, you know, that that's some great stuff right there. It, it's sad that the family has to be split. Hopefully he can arrange do for his graduation uh, like they do uh, the soldiers in Afghanistan. Of course, I don't know how the internet is in Mexico or whatever, to where they can stream it back so his mom will be able to watch. But then again, and, and then even take a look at the, 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 the idiots out there that always want to find something wrong with it. You know? My tax dollars. Heck, you probably waste more than your tax dollars than what he's doing right now. You know? So quit complaining. If you ain't part of the, situ- the, the, the solution, you're the problem. So Get out the way. Get out the way. You know, great job, great job. And I, I see, I like that. That that was sharp right there. I like that. See? Ha ha! I got it. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. That's why I have a lot of equipment. I can figure out some things. <laughs> but yeah. All right, nine minutes left. Nine minutes left, and nobody else want to add any good stories to with us, so it's all right, though. We still love you, and we hope you enjoyed the show today. P, take me out of here with some good news. All right, your last words, ma'am. Last words, last words, last words, last words. Hey, you always have the capability to be successful. Stay positive. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Every day ain't going to be a good day, but it's what you make it. You can make it a good day. See? You make it a good day. All right? Yeah, you make it a good day. All right. That's it? Yeah. I guess that's it. Okay. All right. Now. Once again, we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us on, on, on Feel Good Friday. As you can see, we ain't talking no politics. We ain't talking none of it. We just had fun. We laughed a lot. I cracked a little, you know, corny jokes or what have you. But it was fun. It was fun. You know, no seriousness or what have you about it. But as you see, there are people that do good things in the world, in this country. And it's all it's all good. Just remember. There's good in everybody. Sometimes you just got to dig deeper to find it <laughs> yourself. Um, but before we get out of here, um, just remember we'll be well. Yeah, we'll be here Monday. Yeah, we'll be here Monday. Um, my final final word before I give y'all the, my normal out. Chicken is made for eating, not burying. Okay, don't bury the chicken. If you got chicken. You know, make it nice and plump, and you eat the chicken. Don't be talking about doing obituaries and stuff like that. Eat the chicken. You know, if the kids ask you what happened to the chicken, say, hey, he wanted us to eat him. That's all. 
Come on, parents, y'all can be creative. So just say, hey, we needed the food. Chickens are made to eat, not buried. That's all I'm going to say. Know how to handle it. 
Have yeah. themselves. See, the boys, they'll oh, be yeah. understanding that. They'll be understanding that. That's great. This, where, oh, was yeah. it? where was it at? In Chicago? Uh, uh, let me see. Where was that at? I forgot. Now you done made you made me lose it because I, I clicked off of it. In the yellow snow? It's, no, it wasn't in Chicago in the yellow snow. Cut it out. Yeah, I was talking about the what, what is your fetish with the yellow snow? You must be the maid. I don't like snow. snow. You know, you probably don't uh, many the times. Yellow snow. Many yeah, times. Yeah. In the military many yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. See, that's like that's your problem mm-hmm. right there. That's 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 your problem hey. right there. That that right there. Hey. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Well you found yeah. out where I bet it was in Chicago. Let's see. Let me see. It wasn't in, it wasn't in Florida. They were just shot. Got... <laughs> <laughs> they just shot him in Florida, so it had to be Chicago. We know it's it wasn't in Mississippi because they have a rope side in Mississippi. So yeah, it's Chicago. It got to be Chicago. Well, I, I don't even know what to say about LA. Huh? Yeah, well, you know, actually, the grandma was black, but the suspect and the cop were Caucasian, so, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. The more people you know, don't mind that, uh, no, 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 it don't matter. I know you're not fighting that grown man. Oh, no, we're not having that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, you know, they grew they grew up scrapping. That's what I'm saying. Those jokers be running up on them women, they just don't know. Maybe hmm. them grandmas will take the head off. They better recognize. <laughs> uh, I know because I got a couple in my family. They'll beat you down, boy. Shoot. But anyway, I said it from Chicago. She on the way from. So we'll let you know Monday. Oh, better yet, we'll put the we'll put the story up on the um, show's website. Which should yeah, be put it on the website. It doesn't, right. it doesn't, from what I see, it doesn't really, it doesn't really say. It doesn't really say. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all, like I said before, about ten minutes ago, it's been fun having you, having you with us, Warrior. Thank you for hanging out in the chat room, man. You know, I thought you may have a story or two, but I, I, I was saying you're kind of busy. Uh, 254-2847, I see you. Thank you. Triple one. Thank you. And everybody else listening that I don't see, thank you for hanging out with us. It's been fun. Uh, remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself. Everything is gravy. All right? Um, and if you you got a bathroom and the ventilation is not great, open the window, okay? All right, so... Um, Monday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. And we're going out of here with some Frankie Beverly and Maze, man, before I let go. See y'all later. Enjoy your weekend. We out.